Hello everyone, it's Craig Wessels from A Yank on the Footy coming to you from Sandusky, Ohio. I am thrilled that you're listening. In this episode, I'm going to jump into my tips for round 22 after a rather uh, illustrious round of tipping on my part where I got all of three games right. Yeah, I... Uh, Frode and I were changing or exchanging messages back and forth on Twitter uh, after the first game, the Cats game, of course, asking, are we going to get any of these right this weekend? Well, it turns out uh, we didn't get very many right at all, at least on my part anyway. I did get the Hawthorne, Port Adelaide, and Melbourne games right, but other than that, I did terribly, absolutely terrible. And I only have watched a couple of games this weekend. I didn't get the chance to watch all of the games this weekend because I was out of town. I and I'll be talking about this in an upcoming episode, I did get a chance to go to uh, Cincinnati this past weekend, uh, August the 7th, to watch the USAFL Regional Tournament there. I'm not going to get into that here in this episode, but I I will be doing that for a, uh, an upcoming episode, actually episode 101. I've already begun working on it. I just don't have it finished as of yet, hopefully early next week for that one, though. And uh, then I got to spend a couple of days with my daughter um, down in uh, North Carolina where she goes to college. She was starting her final marching band camp uh, actually today, so very excited for her. It was great to, to catch up with her, to catch up with uh, some other family members down there as well. Absolutely wonderful to see them. So we're going to jump into the uh, tips for round 22 in this episode, and let's hope that I do a little bit better job this week. Uh, than I did last week. Now, before we do that, the uh, the club of the episode are the Tokyo Gowanas of AFL Japan and AFL Asia. Now, the club was founded uh, back in 1989. It actually originated as the Battlers, B-A-T-T-L-E-R-S, but they became the Gowanas in 1991. And now that the Olympics are finished, and if you haven't had a chance to listen to some of the Tokyo Daily episodes or some of the interviews that uh, Hunter and Lockie, and I think Jackson was even involved in some of those as well, from the Where Do We Begin podcast, you really owe it to yourself. If you are you know, an Australian who was cheering on and supporting your country in the Olympics, these young men did a fantastic job representing the green and yellow um, online through their, their efforts. And uh, you should definitely check out what it was that they did. But the Gowanas, uh, now that the uh, Olympics are done, they're going to be getting their training going uh, here pretty soon for the 2021 season. And they've got their season launch barbecue uh, happening on August the 28th at Koshigoe Beach in Kanagawa. And I'm probably pronouncing both of those incorrectly, so I, I'll apologize for that. Uh, they're going to have their first training session at 2.30 that day and the barbecue commencing at 4.30. So here's wishing to the Gowanas. Absolute success uh, this year, so if you want to check them out, I'll leave a link to their website uh, in the show notes as well. So let's get into the nine games for this round, and uh, we might actually know something this week. I think we are pretty much locked in with our top four. Uh, they may shuffle, shuffle around a little bit here. I think we could safely say five and six are probably locked in as well. I think Brisbane and Sydney are going to be there. They could certainly change positions. But I don't think, you know, they're not going to drop down to seventh or eighth uh, necessarily. And I don't think either one of them could actually jump into the four. And I have to look at that a little more closely. But I don't believe that's the case. Um, 
But let's get into the first game of the round, which is going to be coming up in just a few hours as I'm recording this. And that is GWS and Richmond. And the Giants, you, you got to applaud them. They did a uh, they did a number on the Cats this past week. And if you looked at their 22 that they put out there for, uh, for the Giants, it was a very young group. Um, and they... They, they they outplayed the Cats. It was an ugly contest. And I think the Cats, you know, they were missing quite a few from their best 22. But again, that's no excuse. This is this is a talented side that's got a lot of solid young players, you know, ready to make that leap uh, if they get the opportunity with their, with their seasoned squad, if you will. You know, um... But can't make can't make any excuses. You know, the, the Giants just outplayed the Cats, and hopefully the Cats will recover from that. Now the Giants have won two out of three, and they've they've found their way back into the top eight. And you know, we've talked about this on the podcast. You know, whether any club was going to actually win a spot in the seventh and eighth spots, or is it just going to happen by default? Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about that uh, before we wrap up this episode as well. Like I said, I've joked, you know, about the. Uh, the Tigers a little bit here in recent months, you know, kind of being like the uh, the vampire that just won't go away until you drive a stake through their heart. Well, they're still there. They're still hanging on, and there's not it's not to say that uh, that that they're done by any stretch of the imagination. But this is going to be a tough matchup for them. You know, of course, the Giants are going to be without Toby Green this week due to the uh, suspension. I believe his suspension for one game was upheld. I could be wrong about that, but I did not see anything that told me that differently. Okay, so I said, you know, luckily luckily for the Tigers, and again, I, I trade messages with Orville Gibson uh, quite frequently online, and we, we joke about uh, the, the limited amount of garlic uh, that, that clubs should be wearing you know, that you would wear to help repel vampires being the, the Tigers there. Um, but again, like I said, luckily for the Tigers, nobody has actually seized the eighth spot and held on to it. I think it happens this week. And I've got the Giants winning this game and holding on to that eighth spot and really putting a damper on the Tigers' final chances. Final chances. They still have an outside shot of making it because there's the club in the seventh spot right now who is definitely trying to back their way into the seventh spot because they've not played very well over the last six weeks. They've they've struggled in many instances. So let's so again I've got the Giants winning this one by eight points over the Tigers. And let's move on down to the University of Tasmania. And we've got Hawthorne and the Western Bulldogs. Now the Bulldogs got a jolt last week at the end of the game with the loss of Josh Bruce. Absolute shame to see that happen. You know, a young man who was uh in contention for the Coleman medal. Uh so they're going to be without him the rest of the year. They're also going to not have Jazz Shackey and Jamaro Hagen in the lineup this week as well. Um, but I do think that the Bulldogs, and this is where one of the things that is going to benefit them, at least in this next round here and possibly the round after that, was the fact that they played so many players in their games this year. Because I, I believe they led the the league in number of players that actually got a senior game. If I'm not mistaken, it was like 33 or 34, something like that. And with Josh Bruce out, it may jump up and even even another one there. So you have people who have experience, who have had instances where they are 
under the bright lights, if you will. Now, again, they're not necessarily facing the big crowds or anything of that nature. Now, they will see some in Tasmania. Um, you know, Hawthorne is, is kind of wrapping up the season. Uh, you know, Alistair Clarkson is, is just about done in his, uh, his tenure as senior coach with the club. And, uh, well, I think it'll be a valiant effort on Hawthorne's part. I still think the Bulldogs are too strong of a club right now. And I've got the Bulldogs winning this one by 15, definitely, you know, locking themselves into a top four spot where it's not going to likely move down at all, but probably only up. Okay, now we head back to GMBHA Stadium for the Cats' second of three home games in a row to wrap up the season. And and let's be honest, and I think I mentioned it in the, uh, the earlier session here, the Cats played, other than maybe the game they played against Brisbane this year, uh, early on, and I'm not, or yeah, early on, and I'm not so sure that that was a, uh, a a bad game by the Cats or just a fantastic game by Brisbane. Quite frankly, uh, this might have been their ugliest game that they played all year against GWS. It just, it was clunky. It was awkward. It just, it just didn't look like a club that was ready to go out there and and compete for a premiership. Now, hopefully they've gotten that out of their system. Now, of course, they've got, uh, they've got a couple significant outs this week um, and for the next, for next couple of weeks because they're going to be without Zach Tui. They're going to be out w- without uh, Gary Rowan uh, for, I believe, another week or so. But the Cavalry is coming. They are getting some uh, veteran players back into the side. Isaac Smith's back in this week. Uh, Lockie Henderson is back in. Mark O'Connor is back in on defensively. And the guy who cost him all of those draft picks, Jeremy Cameron, is coming back into the side. And knock on wood, his hamstrings are back and healthy because the Cats are definitely going to need him. And with the, uh, with the addition and the contributions in recent weeks of Asava Radigalia, Boy, does that make that forward line rather interesting for the Cats. Who do you defend? Now, again, you know, they're, they're missing a couple of, the, you know, couple of the, the quicker guys that can snap off goals, you know, at an instant. You know, with Grind Myers out, Gary Rowan being out. But you've got, you've got some guys who are going to be able to battle for some contested marks with Hawkins, Radigalia, and uh, Jeremy Cameron there. So I think that's going to bode very well from them. Are for them. Uh, the, the Saints are getting back Dougal Howard. I believe this is actually the first uh, game or first start that Daniel Hanabury is going to have this year. He's coming back into the side. And this is an opportunity, a great opportunity for the Cats to lock up a spot in the top four, just like the Bulldogs are going to do. And, and they can't lose two games in a row at home, can they? No, I don't think it's going to happen. And uh, I've got the Cats winning this by 12 points. And I think this is going to be a really exciting contest because, you know, the Saints... The Saints are a tough club. They knocked off the Swans last week. Uh, so I, I really think that the, uh, the Saints are going to give them hell, but I do th- see that the Cats are going to go ahead and, uh, and take care of this one. And then you've got uh, the next game this round. We're down at the Adelaide Oval, Port Adelaide, and Carlton. Now, the Blues, they battled here valiantly over the last couple of weeks uh, to try to get back into contention, but I think that battle... It came to an end last week when they lost to the Suns. And is, is this the second to last game of the, the David Teague regime with the Blues? 
It very well might be. You have a couple of ready-made senior coaches who have had a lot of success sitting out there possibly looking for a job for next year. There is an opening in Collingwood with the Magpies. And Nathan Buckley is certainly not going there. Uh, could he, would he maybe be at uh, Carlton next year if uh, David T. goes? Is Stuart Dew going to be pushed aside with the hopes of bringing in a premiership winning coach like Alistair Clarkson to head up to Hawthorne. I talked about this uh, in an episode not long ago, questioning whether or not he would, you know, depending upon you know, his family situation, whether or not he would be interested in, in moving up to the Gold Coast uh, to coach the Suns should that position come open. And again, I don't know if it will or not. But, uh, you know, Port Adelaide, uh, they're basically one win away from securing a spot in the four, in the top four, I should say. And, you know, the, the, the Blues are going to be without Harry McKay. Um, you know, you, you wonder, are they, uh, are they going to put up much of a fight here? They've still got a decent midfield. Uh, but I think that Port Adelaide is still true, too strong a side for them. And I've got Port Adelaide winning this one by 16 points, locking up a spot in the top four, which if you think about the way things had gone earlier in the year, this was a club that was really struggling to, to beat top eight sides. Uh, and they're, they're, they're winning the games that they need to win, and they've, they've played very well as of late and are getting themselves in a position to, to make some, some trouble for other clubs as we roll into the finals here coming up in a few weeks. Now, we head over to the GABA. Excuse me, that's what, are they going to head back to the GABA for this one? I'm not sure. i I got a feeling this is going to be played elsewhere. But what I read said the GABA, but I don't think they're heading up to Queensland unless, unless I have missed some news. Um, well, wherever the hell they're playing, Brisbane and Collingwood are facing one another. And you know what? While I'm doing that, I'm just going to look here real quickly to see if I can see where that game is actually going to be played because it's 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 kind of got me. I wrote down the GABA, but I didn't think they had opened up Queensland again yet, but I could be wrong on that. And let's see what uh, the Watch AFL apps website says. Let's go ahead and click on that. And, well, it's got Brisbane and uh, Collingwood at the GABA. So maybe maybe they, there's something that I just didn't pick up on yet due to the fact I spent all day in the car on uh, Tuesday and uh, didn't see anything news-related as far as footy went on Monday at all because I was spending the day with my daughter. So maybe they are headed to the GABA. That's that's news to me. So let's say that they are headed there. Um, you know, the Lions, they've uh, they've won two out of three after they had that little bit of a hiccup uh, that basically cost them a spot in the top four. Now, should the Bulldogs, the Cats, Port Adelaide, or even, um, even Melbourne stumble, Brisbane might be able to find their way back into a top four spot. But I, I doubt that's going to happen. And, you know, this is where I have to, I have to, to take off the, the podcaster um, hat for just a moment and put on the fan hat for just a moment. And I, and I have to tell you, like I said, I watched two games this weekend. I watched the Cats game before I headed to Columbus. And then I watched uh, the, actually, I guess on Monday this week, Monday, Sunday this week, while I was sitting in the hotel before I left to go visit my daughter. Um, 
oh hell, I don't know when it was. I think it was actually Saturday afternoon, now that I think about it. The days all ran together this weekend because I drove about 1,500 miles and uh, w was in four or five different states while I was doing that as well. Uh, but I did watch the Brisbane uh, game as well. And, and I, have to ask, I have to ask myself, as a fan of this player, and I'll toss this out here, have the, have the Lions found themselves an X-factor for this year? Going into finals, have they have they unleashed someone who I have said, you know, as long as I've been following the game, if this guy stays healthy, he could be a dominant player. And while he hasn't had to be the dominant player yet, he uh, uh, and I'm talking about Nakaya Cockatoo, uh, he has come back into the Brisbane side or come into the Brisbane side because these are the first couple of games he's played with them, and has has had some definite success. And I've got to tell you, even though he's wearing a different Guernsey, it is a hell of a lot of fun watching him get back out there and play. Because like I said, this is a young man who drew me to become a cat supporter. And, and I absolutely, I wish him nothing but the best again, of course, unless he's playing Geelong. Um, but I, I hope, I hope that he's healthy. I hope that his his injury issues are behind him and that he's ready to, to, to take that leap and 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 push Brisbane to uh, you know a first round finals win and you know to help contribute to that if he gets the opportunity to do it. So I'm gonna put my podcaster hat back on, but I'm just absolutely thrilled to see Nakaya Cockatoo back out there. And uh, you know, the Lions, you know, they're they're gonna be heading into an elimination final. Uh, in the first round, unless something strange happens, I think, and I'd have to go back and get on the little squiggle website and see what would happen there to see if they even have a real shot at getting back into the top four. I don't think they do. Um, you know, the Magpies, they're going to battle them. The Magpies have been playing a lot of youngsters. They have been getting some, uh, some valid and valuable game experience here going into, uh, these last few rounds. Um, you know, Isaac Quainar is going to be out this week. He's not feeling well. But this is a club that has, has played hard um, over the last, you know, several months. They've won a few games here and there. You know, but I, I do think that the, uh, that the Lions have way too much going for them. Lockie Neal will be back out there this week. Uh, I've got Brisbane winning this one by three goals. I've got them taking this one by 18 points. Uh, we move back down to Marvel Stadium and North Melbourne and the Sydney Swans. And the Swans are pretty much locked into the sixth spot, but I think they could possibly move up to fifth. Uh, they lost their first game in six rounds. They've had a, they've had a great run. And they're now in a position now that they know that they're, they're not going to drop lower than sixth. Okay, they're not dropping lower than sixth. They're, they're going to be sixth or fifth uh, and, and likely get themselves a... A home elimination final. Home being a, an extraordinarily relative term here. Um, the Roos have kind of slowed down over the last couple of rounds. You know, the, the, the Swans are in a position right now where they can begin to manage some of their players and, uh, and get them healthy uh, for that elimination final game. I did see that uh, Buddy Franklin is not playing this game. I saw that he was being managed, if I read that correctly. And uh, it's... Uh, yeah, it it should be a uh, 
it should be a, a you know competitive game. But like I said, I think that that the uh, the Ruse are kind of you know hitting a wall in a way. Uh, they've lost three out of their last four, and I think the Suns are going to you know the Swans are going to go ahead and take this game by eleven points, so by two goals. Okay, I do think Sydney still has enough offense to take this one by a couple of goals there. And then we head to the to the MCG for Melbourne and Adelaide. And the D's they got they've gotten themselves back on track over the last couple of weeks and they've they've fought their way back up to the top of the ladder. That's not going to change this week. Okay? The Crows are already looking forward to next season. They've already announced that a couple of players like Tom Lynch are not going to be offered contracts for next year, so they're not going to have roster spots. They're they're battling through and dealing with the whole Tex Walker issue, uh, which you know I'm sure I'll get into in an upcoming episode as well. Uh, not in this position. They're going to be without Roddy O'Brien in this game as well. You know, very quality developing Ruckman who's become you know, an integral part of the Crows, he's going to be out also with a little bit of a banged-up knee. I think the Ds win this one rather handily at home. I think they're going to take this one by at least 20 points. I do want to congratulate Tom Duday, though. He's going to be playing his 50th game of his career, and this is a young man who, in many ways, you could, uh, you could argue has had some similar um, – runs of bad luck to say a Nakaya cockatoo in terms of injuries, because if I'm not mistaken, he's in his sixth season and he's playing game 50. Uh, he's had a lot of injuries, but I, you know, this is a young man who, uh, who I think I agree with what a lot of the uh, pundits have said that this is very likely a future captain of the Adelaide Crows football club. So congratulations, Tom, on your 50th game. Now we head back to GMBHA stadium. The Cattery is going to get a workout this weekend. And Gold Coast is facing Essendon. And let's just put it this way, Essendon supporters, those of you who like to give me grief for having tipped you 17th this year, uh, you've got to win the next two rounds, basically, to play finals. I think you're going to win this one. I'll just go ahead and let that out there right now. You're getting Dyson Heppel back. You're getting Andy McGrath back in the uh, side. But uh, Anthony McDonald tipping Woody is going to be rested this round. Uh, I do think that the Bombers are going to make themselves one step closer this week uh, to playing finals. They're going to get this win. Uh, the Suns, they'll put up a tough fight again. You know, this is a club that, that has a, a lot of talent, but I think the Bombers have a little bit more veteran leadership out there, uh, and I think that they go ahead and take this one by 13 points. So Essendon gets themselves... One step closer, pushes Richmond one step further away. You know, St. Kilda, Carlton, Fremantle are pretty much on the outside looking in here. You know, so it, this is kind of a, a four-club race for these final four spots. All right. And we get, to the, uh, we get to the final game of the round, and we're headed out to Optus for the Derby out there with the Fremantle Dockers and the West Coast Eagles. And, uh, wow, this is, this is a... Mm, this is a contest where neither club is exactly uh, lighting up the scoreboard with, with victories and earning four points at, at, at an outing, okay? The Dockers have dropped four out of six. You know, their, their valiant push towards finals is pretty much over for this year. Their, their, their percentage has dropped off so much that even if they do win their last two, unless something catastrophic were to happen other clubs, I, I don't think they've got a shot at playing finals, Okay. Uh, the Eagles are kind of backing their way into the finals. They've lost five out of seven. 
they're still sitting in the seventh spot, but they, they, they'd won enough games early on to allow this, this precipitous slide that they've had late in the season to, to be something that is, uh, to be able to be overcome, that they've been able to weather this storm, if you will. And uh, they're bringing Liam Ryan back in this week. They're bringing in Luke Shuey again this week. Um, you know, and it, it's not a moment too soon for them. And I do think the Eagles get to win this week. Uh, I've got them uh, winning this one by 14 points. Now, I, I won't be shocked if Fremantle wins this one because Fremantle has uh, has risen to the occasion. And, and I'm sure this being the, uh, the the home matchup with their the other clubs sharing the stadium with them, and already having lost to them once this year, they would love to spoil West Coast's bid to play finals here. And a loss wouldn't necessarily push them out yet, but it would certainly drop them, I believe, to the eighth spot and would allow somebody like the Giants or possibly even Essendon or Richmond to, to hop up into uh, into the seventh spot. I think if Richmond wins this week, they would actually jump up into the seventh spot. And again, I don't think you know any club will actually want to play Richmond going into finals, even with the injuries that they've, they've, they've sustained, because this is a veteran squad who knows how to win finals games, even without Dusty Martin there. Okay? So, again, Eagles are going to win this one by 14 points. There's my tips for round 22. Again, I uh, did not have a live episode this week because I was driving uh, on the interstates of uh, the eastern part of the United States while I would have been doing that. I got on the road at about 5 o'clock in the morning on Tuesday morning, and I arrived home at around 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And once I came home, I just kind of uh, sat on the couch and did not much of anything. I just kind of became a vegetable for a couple of hours. I just kind of stewed on the couch a little bit, played with my dogs, it was a long drive home. And if you've not had an opportunity to drive on a lot of really hilly, curvy roads, you definitely need to hit the east, the western part of uh, North Carolina and the eastern part of Tennessee for a drive like that, or through uh, West Virginia as well. So, again, those are uh, the tips for round 22. Remember, folks, if, if last week is any indication, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about as far as these tips. These are just for fun. This is just my thought process. You can tell me where I'm wrong. You can tell me where you think, hey, you're right on that. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. Remember, if you if you want to get signed up for the mailing list, you can do that on my website at yankonthefooty.com. You can uh, also uh, leave a review there. Okay? Uh, you want to help out the podcast, you can do that with the uh, – Buy Me a Coffee page or the Redbubble Storefront page. I have a new uh, design that is done. I just need to get it resized. I need to reach out to the artist that did the the uh, design for me, too. And it's one I've actually used on my Instagram page recently. Uh, it works now as a sticker. I don't have it uploaded for that purpose as of yet, though. I uh, kind of like it. And I've got some ideas for some other ones as well, but it's, it's really well done. It's a young man from the state of Indiana who drew this one for me. Truly appreciate it. Remember, if you want to uh, shoot me an email, you can do that at yankonthefooty at gmail.com. You can find me at yank underscore on on Twitter. I absolutely would love it if you'd consider leaving me a review. Okay? You can leave me a voicemail on my website as well, and I'll include that in an upcoming episode. And uh, I truly, truly appreciate you listening, folks. Looking forward to getting back to the uh, live episode on a uh, Tuesday evening next week. I believe that's going to work with my announcing schedule. Uh, 
I have my first announcing gig of the season uh, tomorrow. Uh, in about uh, 15 hours, I have three soccer games to announce uh, tomorrow afternoon at my high school. So looking forward to getting those started. Not sure how my dogs are going to do with that, having me gone for so long. Uh, hopefully not too many accidents around the house, if you know what I mean. Uh, but as, as always, ladies and gentlemen, uh, keep in touch with one another. I did see that the, uh, the ACT went into lockdown with, with one case that, uh, I'm not, I'm not getting into the politics of it, but I just, I, I find that as a bit of a head scratcher on my part, but look out for one another, make those phone calls, get on the FaceTime, set up a zoom, talk to your friends, you know, play an online game with them, reach out with them, make sure they're okay. And, you know, if you are making the decision, you decision to get your vaccine i hope it goes well for you if you're making the decision to not get the vaccine i hope it goes well for you not my place to say whether you should or should not get it this is not this is not the forum for that that's a decision that you have to make but ladies and gentlemen as always take care of yourselves look out for one another please feel free to reach out to me on social media leave me a, a dm on twitter leave me a message on uh instagram i check those quite frequently this is my last uh, full week that I have off coming up this next week uh, before I go back to work for the school year. Uh, we start back up uh, with our first staff day on Monday, I believe the 23rd, and then we'll have students back into our classrooms on that Thursday. We are in a situation where we are going to be back in school five days a week, uh, which we were for pretty much the entire school year last year. We, we missed the first couple days as we were getting things organized. Really looking forward to getting back out there and meeting the kids that I'm going to have in class this year. And it's just, it, it's a lot of fun. And quite frankly, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to um, exposing some new, new kids to the game of Australian Rules football. And I, I put this in the show notes, but I'm going to go ahead and say this here before I wrap it up. If you happen to have a local footy club that you're part of, or your favorite footy club, whether it be here in the U.S. with the USAFL or, or one of the local clubs or a state league club in Australia, I'm in the process of trying to um, cover my desk, which is really a big drafting table, which is about 75 years old, uh, with footy stickers. And if you have one for your club that that you wouldn't mind parting with and dropping in, in in an envelope in the mail to me. I would greatly appreciate it. I would be so thrilled to display that uh, just to help to promote the game here in my classroom. And, you know, when I retire in uh, seven or eight years, that, that drafting table will be coming home with me because it's uh, it's been a desk that I rescued from a, uh, a reclamation site back in my first year of teaching. Uh, this is now going to be my 28th year of teaching this year. So, again, if you've got a, a sticker for your club that uh, that you wouldn't mind dropping in the mail, I would so greatly appreciate it. I would definitely give you a shout-out on the show. I will put my mailing address in the uh, show notes. Uh, I'll just go ahead and mention it here real quickly. It's 1124 McKinley Street in Sandusky, Ohio, S-A-N-D-U-S-K-Y, and the zip code is 44870. So that's my little self-promotion there. Uh, 
yeah, I've been looking at some on the Redbubble page, but if, if you've got some local ones, uh, I did get one uh, USAFL club that uh, gave me a sticker uh, this past weekend when I was down in Cincinnati, but I'm looking to try to, like I said, to add as many of them as I possibly can to make this table just absolutely pop with uh, with some of these beautiful designs. So appreciate that if that's something that you've got uh, that you uh, wouldn't mind sharing. But as I always say, folks, until next time, may your dribble kick never hit the post. I will catch you later. <laughs>